Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. It is Tradies News in a nutshell for this uh, Tuesday morning, the 30th of May, 2023. Good to be with you Tuesday morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number, or you can send a text on 0457 736 736. Of course, it is the day before State of Origin. One more sleep to go before State of Origin game number one. Lots of news coming out of State of Origin yesterday as well, surrounding the news. South Wales team. We'll get to that throughout the course of the show. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Phone number still the same, 1300 01 1170 or you can text 0457 736 736 before, of course, Vossi and James Magnuson for breakfast coming up after 5 IAF 6 a.m. And listers in Queensland, uh, it will be Pat and Heels after 6 a.m. for you for your breakfast show. Lots to come up, as I say, lots uh, happening in the world of rugby league, world of sport. We've got the French Open going on as well, so we'll talk about that shortly. Plus, Chris Perkins has a stack of stuff for us to get through over the course uh, of the last few days since we last spoke to him. So we'll get him on the line in about 20 minutes. Uh, get the latest from America. We'll also update him as well. Uh, the Vegas is apparently happening, as we found out towards the end of last week. So plenty to get through. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Our open line number. You can uh, text the uh, text anytime. 0457 736 736 at 2 past 5. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Uh, yes, someone asking where's the intro today. I don't know. I don't know where the intro was, but it's okay. We're here at two and a half past five. All right. Uh, before we get to some of the news of the day, uh, I want to ask you this morning, and I don't really know why I thought of this, but I just thought of it. Uh, we're heading up to Origin, of course, tomorrow. Um, and, of course, uh, many, many great origin moments uh, called by Ray Warren, uh, Darrell Eastlake, of course. So I want to know your favourite commentator of all time or favourite sports presenter. Favourite commentator, favourite sports presenter of all time. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Could be local here in Australia, could be current. Could be someone in the past, someone overseas. Who is or has been... Your favourite commentator of all time. Doesn't have to be rugby league, can be another sport as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or 0457 736 736. Your favourite commentator of all time. Your favourite sports presenter of all time. Current, past, here in Australia or overseas. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. You might ask Chris Perkins, actually, when we speak to him shortly. Uh, 1300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. Your favourite commentator, past or present? And throw in a sports presenter as well. Let me know just to get your thoughts. Uh, it'd be interesting to see as well with the texts we get this morning. Are they mostly current ones? Maybe ones in the past. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your favourite commentator or sports presenter of all time, past or present, and of course, uh, here or overseas. Let's get to some of the news of the day at four minutes past five, and we'll stay uh, stick start away from Origin. And Sir George Illawarra is on the cusp of landing their man after meetings on Monday culminated in talks with Jason Riles over a four-year deal 
to take charge of the Dragons and preside over the rebuild of the famous Red V. So we know Riles has been the number one target from the moment they decided to end Anthony Griffin's tenure as head coach. And barring a dramatic U-turn, he will now be charged with, well, basically rebuilding a club that has languished in recent seasons. After initially pushing for a five-year deal, it is understood the parties have arrived at a four-year term that would give Riles the time and space uh, to regenerate a club on its knees. Riles' 18th month, 18-month coaching stint with the Roosters is expected to officially come to an end this week, which will allow him to focus on the massive task at hand at the Dragons. The Roosters travelled to the Central Coast during the bye week with Riles a noticeable absentee. While he won't coach at the Dragons this year, the Roosters' decision to uh, to move him, on, move him on will allow him a head start in piecing together his squad and support staff. Uh, Riles, of course, born in Wollongong, played more than 150 games for the St. George Lawara team before spending time at Melbourne, the Roosters and Catalans. Um, he's going to have to make some calls on some players that are off contract. Also, former Dragons coach Nathan Brown is also expected to make a return to the club. The club has also been in discussions about bringing in a general manager of football, having held discussions with former South Sydney and Penrith chief executive Shane Richardson. So not official yet, but getting close to it. Richardson is not expected to join the Dragons, but the club may opt to explore alternative targets. And uh, Rolls met with Chief Executive Ryan Webb uh, last Tuesday, and it is understood further talks were held on Monday as the Dragons look to secure their new head coach. So Jason Rolls looks like could be headed to the Dragons officially. Uh, not signed yet, but it'll be on a four-year deal if it is all confirmed. It's four years too long to sign a coach who has got good raps, has had a great experience in Melbourne under Craig Bellamy. has been at the Roosters for the past 18 months under Trent Robinson. No doubt could well be a very good appointment by the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But for a rookie coach, is four years too long? one 300 736 Is four years too long to sign a rookie coach? Now, I know he was pushing for five, and the Dragons, I think, quite rightly said no and agreed to four years. Now, uh, we also know with coaches that contracts don't mean a hell of a lot. We've seen that with them this year, with Anthony Griffith, and we've seen it multiple times in basically every other club in the NRL. But is four years too long for a rookie coach? He could be a great coach, um, and four years could be a great amount of time. He might be there for another 10, 20 years. We don't know. But for someone that has never coached as a head coach in the NRL, or he's had one game, sorry, but it's four years too long. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. I think the appointment of Jason Riles is probably a very good one and probably the, the way the Dragons had to go. But is it too long? Is four years too long? Would you have gone maybe two or three years? I think three would probably be the best figure. Four, I think, is too long. Two doesn't give him enough security. Um, as I said, he was pushing for five. Is four years too long for a rookie coach? And Jason Rolls, Dragons fans, if they're listening this morning, are you happy with Jason Rolls? 
being your next coach, which looks like it's very, very likely. one 300 70 or 0457-736-736. Now, let's turn our attention to State of Origin. Of course, it is only a day away. You will hear it here on SEN tomorrow night. We've got the Women's Origin, of course, on Thursday. You'll also hear that here on SEN, Sydney's home of sport, Queensland's home of sport as well. Um, but in terms of the New South Wales team, uh, the New South Wales Blues have been forced to overcome a dramatic 24 hours. Now, before we get to uh, what has happened, and I'm sure everyone is across it, when I went on uh, Twitter, and it was, of course, broken here on SEN as well, uh, when it was announced that Latrell Mitchell was out, and then, what, an hour later, we had this talk about Nathan Cleary being in doubt with an infected tooth. Well, this sounds like Queensland. No offence to all our Queensland listeners listening uh, this morning. Uh, but it is probably a boost for Queensland, isn't it? Uh, that Latrell Mitchell is out of the first state of origin with a calf injury. And I'd be interested to hear from our listeners in Queensland this morning. Are you a little more confident now that Latrell Mitchell is out that you can go on to win this game tomorrow night? Latrell had been playing. I know Souths have lost their past couple of games, but Latrell had been in very good form, obviously playing at fullback. Uh, for New South Wales, he would have been in the centres, although I still think that's probably his best position. Are you a little more confident now, Stephen Crichton in, Latrell Mitchell out? This is in Queensland. Are you a little more confident? Uh, this is listing uh, in New South Wales or New South Wales fans. Are you a little less, less confident now that Latrell Mitchell is out? So Stephen Crichton, as I said, who was originally overlooked for New South Wales, was promoted from outside at 18th man last week after South Sydney's Campbell Graham withdrew to a sternum injury. Now, you have to feel a little sorry for Campbell Graham, don't you? All this talk right throughout the build-up. Is he going to be selected? Is he not? And then he was selected as 18th man, um, then withdrew with that sternum injury. He'd be looking on now, wishing that he didn't have that injury because he would have been straight into that side and had a lot of people would thought that he was probably the unluckiest player maybe alongside Damien Cook, to miss out on selection. Stephen Crichton said, I wasn't in the original squad at all. Uh, but he's very happy, uh, Shot Crichton said. So the New South Wales side arrived in Adelaide on Monday afternoon, desperately attempting to push aside a disrupted preparation ahead of Origin 1 on Wednesday night. Uh, New South Wales halfback Nathan Cleary does have an affected tooth, but will play, declaring he is good. Uh, Mitchell injured his calf at training on Sunday night and ruled himself out on Monday morning in Sydney. Uh, Brad Fittler described it as selfless. Uh, now, Crichton says he will now take the game head on. When I missed selection, I was looking back at my game and seeing where I could improve. The players, Freddie, picked up first, were definitely the best centres and outside backs in the comp. I just looked at it as an opportunity to try and play my best in the next few games with Penrith and get, get selected in the next two Origin games. When I was 18th man, I was excited to come into camp and do all I can to prepare the boys for the game. So, uh, well done to Stephen Crichton. Fittler left the final decision on whether he should play Mitchell to Mitchell. Um, he said, we got some scans last night, and they said he had a grade one strain. That's not dire, but it was all going to be based on how he felt and he thought. Given Stephen had been here all week, he knew what Stephen could provide. Latrell made the selfless decision to say he wasn't going to be right, which is, yeah, disappointing uh, for New South Wales, disappointing for Latrell Mitchell, of course, missed last year's series as well, hurt uh, himself on Sunday night uh, in a training, or Sunday afternoon, 
in a training session. Um, Greg Alexander said it was an emotional Latrell who told his teammates that he was at uh, that he was out at the team hotel when it happened. I was watching him and I could tell straight away something wasn't right. We sat down yesterday morning and had a chat, and Latrell knew that he had to make the tough call. So, yeah, disappointing for Latrell Mitchell, disappointing for the Blues. But if you are a Queensland fan, if you're listening in Queensland, are you a little more confident now with Latrell Mitchell out? New South Wales fans, are you a little less confident with Latrell Mitchell out? Let's go to the open line, one 1170 Michael from Merrickville's on the line. Morning to you, Michael. Morning, Daniel. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very well. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, mate. Yeah, I think Queensland would be a little bit more confident for sure. For well, sure. Latrell's like a, one of our lethal weapons, you know. Well, he's been... He be yeah, and he's been one of the form players of the competition. There was a bit of criticism, wasn't there, Michael, of him at the start of the year when Souths were a little inconsistent about that he would come in and out of games. But during that four- or five-week run when Souths were at the top of the game, the informed team of the competition, he was amazing. Um, I know he was a bit quieter against the Eels when they lost a couple of weeks ago, but uh, when he gets involved, Souths are very, very hard to beat. And I think at centre, which, as I said a couple of minutes ago, I still think that's his best position. Uh, he would have been devastating for New South Wales. So Queensland have yeah, to feel a little more confident. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> oh, sorry, Michael. Your line is just breaking up there, mate. We might uh, try and get you back on the other side of the break. We'll give you a call back, Michael. Your line uh, just breaking up there. Uh, we'll get you back after the break. It is 14 minutes past 5, 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 0111 70. Queensland fans, more confident after Latrell Mitchell was left out. Your favourite commentator in any sport, past or present, of all time. Favourite commentator. It doesn't have to be here in Australia. It can be overseas as well. And it's four years too long to give to a rookie coach in terms of Jason Riles. Dragons looks like they're going to get their man. He wanted five. They've gone to four. Is that still too long? one 70 or 0457-736-736. To your text, your calls on the other side of this. It is 14 and a half past five. Yeah, at 18 past five, good to have your company. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Give us a call, one 1170 or you can send a text, 0457-736-736. Asking you this morning, favourite commentator of all time, your favourite commentator of all time, past or present. Um, also, Jason Riles, four-year deal with the Dragons. Is it too much? Would you be going slightly less? Uh, then those four years. Um, and, New, and New South Wales and Queensland fans, are you more or less confident, depending on who you support, now with Latrell Mitchell out and Stephen Crichton in? Let's go back to the open line, one 70 Will from Runcorn's on the line. Morning to you, Will. Good morning, mate. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm good. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Stella morning. Hey, um, I think it's a huge um, thing for Queensland that Latrell's out. He brings... Mm. He brings such a good game, and he he brings that um, that mongrel, that anger, that forward play that uh, Justin Hodges used to bring. You know, he's a real pillar right right there in front of you. That's always at you. Mm. And uh, with Gay going out there, I think I think he stood to just dominate the new boys, and it's good. I think it's good for Queensland. On is Crichton, uh, he's awesome. So at the mm. end of the day, they, they've got an, they've got an awesome player, but. I mean, Latrell, he's, he's just right up there. And I hate saying it, I'm a Queenslander, uh, but that's what he is. He's, it gives us a bit more of an, uh, confidence 
Mm. Yeah, and I think he was primed. I for, yeah, I think he was primed for a big, very big series as well. Yeah, I mean his form was huge and he was running hot. Mm. I also don't think it's the biggest miss of the week, though. I think the biggest miss of the week is the um, the NRL putting the women's game on Thursday. I think they had a great opportunity to talk back to to all the criticism they got about why the Origin starts so late, and I am totally against that. I think they should start an hour earlier and take the um, networks to task on that. Mm. But they could have had the women's game as a double header mm. and marketed it differently. And, and just given that great opportunity to make women's sports shine uh, in the jewel of the crown of the origin that it is. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Will? Uh, look, I, I don't have a huge issue with the fact that it's a standalone game on Thursday. I think back-to-back nights is good. And I suppose the argument, I guess, to having it before the men's state of origin match, Will, is that it would then start early. Maybe not as many people would be able to watch it as you would be able to watch it on Thursday night. But And your initial point about state of origin, the men's one, uh, the time it kicks off. Uh, now, it's always forecasted to kick off at 8. It never does. Kicks off 10 past quarter past 8, sometimes even later. Like, I've been at Origin Games uh, probably a few years ago now, probably pre-COVID, where I think one game started at 20 minutes past 8. Now, I know uh, for someone that, as you know, being awake these hours, at that time it is very hard. Well, obviously, we will stay up and we'll watch it, but it is very hard, and that's for adults. Imagine, and you might understand this, imagine school children, um, people that need to go to school who are really keen to watch it, but and they will stay up, but they suffer the next day, and then the younger ones can't stay up at all. I, I, I don't know why we can't have a 7.30 kickoff for State of Origin. Yeah, they take it away from all our kids. I've got uh, young kids. Well, mm. the youngest now is 11. Mm. But at the end of the day, on Thursday night, he stays up past half-time on that Thursday night game, and he's atrocious the next day for mum for school because he's just tired. Yeah. So Origin's later again, and it's and it's... You're so full of adrenaline mm. and you're either super happy or super cranky at the end of the game. Mm. The kids have got no chance the next day. Yeah. And I, they've got two days to get through. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I, I don't know why. I'm sure there's uh, broadcasting reasons, but I think, yeah. I think 7.30 is a perfect time for it to kick off. Even 7.45 um, if you want to push it back a bit later. But, uh, yeah, I think getting the game underway at 10 past quarter past eight has been a bugbear for many, many years, and I'm sure it will be over the next couple of days. Thanks for the call, Will. Enjoy the games tomorrow and Thursday night. Thanks, mate. You have a great week. See ya. You too, mate. Uh, Will on the line. You can join him on the line anytime. one 1170 You can text 0457 736 736. We lost this last man before in a tunnel, but he's back. Michael, uh, we thought we'd get you back on. What were you talking about, mate? I'm back from the sin bin, mate. No, I was just <laughs> saying about Luttrell. Yep. I was just saying about Luttrell, how he just plays off the cuff. He's uh, He's unpredictable. For anyone, you know, any size, you know, he's six foot five, I believe. He's just a well balanced player, you know, well balanced body. He's just, yeah, he's a big loss, big loss. But Steve Pryden made does he come in and perform under pressure? The grand final plays that he's done, he's been awesome. Mm. Just oh. not as big of a body as a, of a of a man, I, be, I believe. I, mm. I haven't seen him next to each other or know his stats. But just as good, mate. He's just as lethal. Always, he's very um, good in defence. Always scores as well. He tries. He knows how to find the try line. Yeah, and look, no so, doubt. Um, yeah, with... mate, I'm happy with that. 
yeah, no doubt with Stephen Crotty. He, he's an excellent player. I don't think uh, no one wants uh, is causing any offence to him. He's a very, very good player. I just think people are going to miss seeing Latrell out there. But look, Crotty, as you say, he's been part of the premiership successes for um, Penrith. He's played State of Origin before, obviously. So he's not going to let you down. He's still a, a very good player and a very capable deputy. I, I do feel a little sorry for Campbell Graham, but that's how things happen. That's the way sport rolls. That's right. And many good players have missed out over the years in similar circumstances, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, Latrell brings that X factor where he looks at him after a tackle and he wants to eat him, you know. He's smiling at him, tell him telling him, come again. And for Origin, it's just, it's exactly what you want. And he missed out on last year's through injury as well. So mm. he'll be back. I... He'll be back. Mate, one of my famous... Yep, go on. Sorry, if we, I was just going to say my favourite commentator mm. in the in the AFL especially is Dennis Cometti. I, I don't know if you've ever heard, but he's got all these special words which brings a giggle mm. out of you as well. If, if you've ever heard of him, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic, mate. To be quite honest, I miss him. And, of course, Dennis Kameni, of course, uh, famously a swimming commentator as well uh, throughout the Sydney Olympics yeah. and other Olympics. So, no, very, very well known. I think he yeah. retired a few years ago, didn't he? He's uh, over in Perth, yeah, I think. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. I believe he did. Yeah, yeah I believe he did, mate. Um, he's, he was across many sports, you know. He was fantastic. Just the way his words would flow and some of his words were almost like um, that other, our other man, you know, um, special and all that stuff. It's, yeah, they just got their own way of bringing the sport to life, you know, and it was fantastic, to be honest. Yeah. And Warren, Ray Warren in the rugby league, mm. amongst a lot of them in rugby league, we've had so many great ones, but I think Ray Warren is the standout. Mate, I'm a little bit older, I believe, than you, and I used to love listening to Frank Hyde mm. and Rex Mossop, you know, in in the 70s or probably the 80s, actually. Yeah. 70s, I might have been a bit too young. But yeah, other than that, Daniel, keep going, man. You're doing well. Loving the show, mate. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, mate. Call any time. You're uh, Ray Warren, of course. Uh, retired when last, was it last year? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, one of the greatest callers of all time. And Frank Hyde, uh, widely regarded as the best radio caller of all time. Um, and of course, uh, we're lucky to work with a very good uh, caller and uh, Andrew Voss on uh, our breakfast show here, of course, uh, does well with Fox League as well for many years uh, previously. Of course, Channel 9. Back to the open line. Frank is on the line. Morning, Frank. Good day, mate. How are you doing yeah, today? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm all right. I'm a bit concerned. Though. I didn't realise that we were letting Queenslanders listening to our broadcast. <laughs> no, no, we, we we let anyone in. Uh, we broadcast through Sydney and uh, Queensland. We have a long time. We love everyone on this show. Now, now, but but you know, I, I mean, Dan, I, as you would have said on the text, I've nominated you for broadcaster yes, of the year, and I said that you'll be calling the Super Bowl in San Francisco in 2026. That would be a remarkable turnaround. I better get studying on the NFL then. I have to to get our good man Chris Perkins to help us out. Well, that'll be good. And Bossy's going to do sideline duties for you, I heard, as well. Um, Now, mate, having Queenslanders on the line is a little bit... Yeah, I would have asked a little bit more cash if I'd known that I was talking to Queenslanders because they've got two heads. So it doubles your um, your ratings, which is a good thing. Yes, that is a very good thing. Yes, thank you. Now, now, mate, one point. One point, Ree Luttrell. He's great. Everyone loves yep. him. He's the entertainer. He's fantastic. But is there an argument that having a cool head like Crichton mm. and now you've basically got the championship you know, team in place in the last three years in the NRL, 
Look, he's a great guy, but but do you want to lose someone to something silly or have someone like Crichton? Who's just, he's a finisher. The guy is an engineer, right? Mm. He's just a classic player. Mm. I mean, mate, to be honest, New South Wales might be better off. They could be better off. Yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Look, Latrell, a very good player, but you are right, Crichton is calm. And as we uh, just said, I think it was to Will, that uh, Crichton has been there before. He's won, obviously, premierships with Penrith. He's played for New South Wales before. He's an excellent player. I don't think... Uh, anyone is saying that he isn't. I think, uh, obviously, you missed that from Latrell Mitchell. But then, yes, uh, as you say, Frank, he does bring some aggression as well, Latrell Mitchell. You never quite know what you're going to get. So, look, Crichton, I think, will do a fine job. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see if Latrell is fit for the next game. You'd imagine if he is, he'll be straight back in. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's any issues with Crichton coming in. I think he'll do a good job. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be pretty. I don't know what the track's like down there, but if it's a fast track, New South Wales will put on 50. Well, 50. I so see you reckon New South Wales to win by 50. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure Queensland are turning up. I haven't sort of followed up much in the Corey Marley, but I, I heard some rumours that they're not even going to turn up. <laughs> no, I think they'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. No, mate, I heard they're I heard, I heard so offended by the New South Wales dark blue jersey, they're quite fearful of it, and they're, they're, they've said they don't want to play them because they're a little bit scared of dark blues. So. Yes, hasn't that caused to stir the jersey? Thanks, Frank. We'll speak to you again soon. All right, mate. Look after yourself, Dan. Bye. Thanks, mate. Frank, on the open line, you can join Frank, Michael, Will, all on the open line. one three hundred oh one one 11 70 A few texts there as well. I'll get to them in just a second. Uh, just before that and a break, uh, just some news surrounding the Roosters. Of course, they had the bye last weekend. They've got the Bulldogs on Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon up at the Central Coast. But uh, more bad news for them, although they are expected to get Joey Manu and potentially Daniel Tupo back this weekend. Sam Walker... Uh, who Trent Robinson wanted back for this weekend. Uh, His comeback has been delayed for at least another two or three weeks. His recovery from a knee injury is going slower than expected. So disappointing news for uh, Sam Walker there. Let's go back to the open line before we take a break. Razor from Brisbane. Morning to you, Razor. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Just quickly, um, just... Keep reminding Frank, keep turning, putting your garbage out and turning it into a state of origin feed. Yes. Hey, mate, my best commentators, Bill Gould, Dermot Brereton from both coasts. Yep. They might be hated, but they read the game and they know what they're talking about and they're the best at it. Yep, no, fair, fair point, fair point. In particular, uh, with Gus Gould, he knows, yeah, he, look, I know he... He annoys people and he winds people up, but when he's talking about the game, uh, you can't find many smarter people in the game. So, no, good suggestion. You confident about tomorrow? I don't barrack for Victoria. We never lose, but um, <laughs> I live up here in Queensland. But uh, you tell Frank, have a lovely day, and I'm sure the Queensland branch will see him tomorrow. Yes, exactly. Thank you, mate. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye. Uh, yes, nothing like state of origin time. Um, and just this text, and I think it's a good point as well. Uh, the women do not want to play in front of the men, as in before the men's game. Uh, as one of our callers said, they want to stand alone in alone on their own merits. Uh, yeah, 100% right. And look, I, I understand uh, what our caller was saying, and I agree with him about the kickoff time. Um, I think it was Will uh, that mentioned the kickoff time. Uh, look, I, I totally understand about that. Um, but I think it is better, and we've seen uh, the success of the NRLW over the past um, few years. I think it's good that it's standalone. Look, I think it's good as back-to-back nights as well. 
uh, men's tomorrow night uh, in, the, in the women's game on Thursday night. I'll double-check what time in the ad break that women's game kicks off on Thursday night as well. Keep those calls coming in. Text coming in 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736 at 28 to 6. Nice to have your company on this Tuesday morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 if you want to get in contact with us today. Alex Dimonor, good win overnight at the French Open, winning in four sets. So he's through to the second round. Also, Novak Djokovic, uh, no surprise there, through to the second round as well. Just a couple of the scores from the French Open. A few texts before Chris. Uh, this from Arthur asking you your favourite commentator of all time. Uh, Arthur says, hi, Daniel. Favourite commentator, Martin Tyler. Yeah, excellent commentator of football. Uh, Rex Mossop as well. Howard Cassell, uh, USA, especially boxing. Thank you. This text from Brendan uh, says, love Critter. But it's trail meet 50 in the house bounce. Very good. Uh, Brendan from Oran Park. Thank you. Um, and this one from Jason. Uh, and we'll ask predictions and everything tomorrow. But he says, Dan, Queensland by 24. New South Wales and no chance. Uh, this goes to Frank. Thank you, uh, Jason. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And, yes, tomorrow on the show we'll ask your predictions. We'll speak uh, to Matty Coggs, but also Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio as well as we look ahead to State of Origin game number one tomorrow night, which you'll hear right here on SEN. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And the great man, Chris Perkins, is on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. I appreciate somebody with uh, with a shout-out for the late, great Howard Coast. Excuse me, let me do it right. Howard Cosell. Yes, I thought you... As a, as a great broadcaster. I thought you would appreciate that. Uh, that's why I left that text until you came on. Actually, no, it's not. It's just I, It was just happened to be there. Um, but I thought well, you'd appreciate, I, I appreciate it anyway. It. Yes, I thought so. I thought so I, now. I do. It's... Interesting note, real quick, about yep. Howard Cosell. Uh, a lot of people, when John Lennon was murdered back in 1980, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Americans first heard about that from Howard Cosell because he broke the news at the end of Monday Night Football that night on ABC, and a lot of people tuned in for it back then. So just an interesting note about that. All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Chris. You're a very good man. You you fill our world with some great knowledge. Now, uh, just something for you to be aware of. Uh, we've talked about this a bit over the past month or so, but Vegas, it's locked. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, not totally confirmed, but it looks like it's locked in. So... Um, I, I have no doubt that SDN will be sending me over to Vegas uh, to do Tradies News in a nutshell for about a month. So I'll see you over there, Chris. I look forward to it. So, sounds good to me. Are, are they going to let us call the games? Uh, well, why not? They should. Uh, we could do a Tradies call of uh, the games. But but in all seriousness, yeah, it's, I think, I think. look, it's going to, we're waiting for it all to be confirmed, but we're looking forward to, uh, I think, uh, we've spoken about it, I think it could work. We just don't know which stadium they're going to play in yet, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, looking forward to all of that, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be it'll be great to have uh, NRL give it a go over here. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for the AFL. The difference, the big difference problem for the AFL is, the oval field. Yes. We yes. don't have a lot of ovals here in the States. Uh, rectangles we can work with. Ovals, a little different story. No, very, very true. All right, let's get into it because you have a lot of news and we've got about 10 minutes to get through it all. So let's go and uh, fly through this. Uh, latest on the NBA playoffs. Well, Game seven. How about, how about yeah. this? Um, 
yeah. Um, how about this? Uh, in a hundred since the first modern World Series back in 1903, so we're talking 120 years mm. of sports history here. There have been five teams in the major professional sports here in the United States, here in North America, to come back from an 0-3 deficit in the best of seven series to win the series. Mm. We may have that happen twice in 48 hours this week. First opportunity is tonight, Game 7. Believe it or not, the Boston Celtics, the defending Eastern Conference champions, have gotten it back to a Game 7 on their home floor. They're just the fourth NBA team to force that Game 7 after being down 0-3, but the Celtics are going to be the first in that situation to host Game 7 mm. as they've come back to tie the series three games apiece. Saturday night, the ending of this game was absolutely nuts. Boston had a 10-point lead with five minutes to go. Miami goes mm. on a run. Jimmy Butler finally finally was able to hit shots. He scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, including three free throws that gave Miami a 103-102 lead with three seconds left. Boston calls timeout, set a, set a play, try to win the game. Inbound to Marcus Smart. He heaves up a three-pointer that was halfway down. I swear to God, this, this ball was halfway down, mm. when, and it bounced out. But Derek White, who made the inbound pass on the sideline to, to uh, Marcus Smart, chased it down. He crashed the boards, got to it, got it out of his hand with point two on the clock. It fell in for a miracle 104-103 victory for, for Boston. And let me tell you something. Mm. The words that I, I exclaimed yeah. uh, when I saw the replay and saw the ball out of his hand and the red light wasn't on, I cannot repeat the words I yelled on the public airwaves it, because SEN will get fined and I will be banished for life. Before I get your tip on who wins, uh, this one I got a text says, uh, no name on it, but it says, go the Celtics. I actually walked in, uh, just going for a... a couple of drinks, uh, drink responsibly on Sunday. And I walked in uh, to uh, the establishment that I was going to, and that was just at that moment. And everyone who, they weren't really watching it. Some people were, some were just having their lunch, turned around and watched it. It was an amazing moment. Uh, just quickly, Chris, who wins? Uh, Celtics have so much momentum. I hate to say this because I can't stand Boston fans. I think they're the most self-entitled people in the world, mm -hmm. Boston fans. But I'm cheering for Jason Tatum, the pride of Chaminade High School in St. Louis. I hope he has a big night. I expect him to have a big night. He's going to be key for the Celtics tonight. I think the C's get it done. Go to the NBA Finals. They they make history tonight, become the first team to come back from 0-3 to win a series. So that is my tip, all and right. now officially the Celtics are screwed. Okay, well, let's see how all that all <laughs> plays out. Condolences to Celtics fans. Uh, NHL playoffs, what's happening there? Yeah, the, the Western Conference Finals are still going. Jamie Benn will be back tonight for the Dallas Stars, which is amazing considering he got suspended for the last two games. Vegas was up 3-0 on Dallas, and Dallas has won the last two games, including a 4-2 win on Saturday night. So game six tonight in Dallas with the captain of the Stars back, and he is very grateful that uh, uh, his teammates picked him up so he gets to actually play another hockey game this year. But could be another case of history being made because, again, Vegas was up 3-0. Uh, 
Dallas wins. Game seven will be Wednesday night in Las Vegas and a, and a chance to make history for the Dallas Stars on their way to a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. Yes, all very interesting. Now, you gave me a lot of different topics to talk about. We'll try and get through a couple of them. But uh, the last one you mm-hmm. sent me, uh, this incredible graduation party, what's this all about? I got to mention, I got to give a shout out to Miguel Perez. He is an 18-year-old uh, midfielder forward for St. Louis City SD. Mm. Like I said, 18 years old. He was getting he was getting minutes in Major League Soccer at 17. He just graduated high school. He walked in his graduation ceremony at Pattonville High School in St. Louis on Thursday night. Again, you know, St. Louis shout out. Got to give it to my guys from from St. Louis for for getting it done. But he walked in his graduation ceremony Thursday night. He was on the substitutes bench Saturday for St. Louis City's game against Vancouver. Mm. Uh, came in in second half stoppage time in a 2-1 St. Louis City lead, and he actually scored the goal, his first ma- goal in Major League Soccer uh, in stoppage time to put the game on ice. And let me tell you, the crowd pop and the emotion when Miggy Perez put that ball in the back of the net, I, he, ran, he was running around like a crazy person on the field. Uh, his coach, Bradley Carnell, you could see the excitement and the emotion from him. He was fist pumping, hugging everybody he could. It was just an incredible moment. And in when he was announced as the goal scorer, the, it, it was like the roofs blew off of the building, would have blown mm. off the building mm. at City Park on Saturday night. It was just a great moment. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, there are a lot of other topics. We might get to the holiday and the Vegas A's when we speak in, in 48 hours' time on Thursday morning. But I just want to just – before, just before we get to your uh, review of your NRL tips and your all-important set of origin tips, what about those incredible scenes? I saw it on the news last night at the Indy 500. Oh, yeah. The Indianapolis 500 yesterday uh, won by Joseph uh, Newgarden. He wins his first Indy 500 in his 12th attempt at the Brickyard, but it was a wild finish. I mean, it, it was like this was the race that was never going to end. They red flagged the race three times in the last 16 laps the, because of some bad crashes. He had one crash where uh, a guy's tire got sheared off wound up bouncing over the grandstand and destroyed the front end of a parked car out in the parking lot behind turn two. Mm. Uh, it's just a, just an absolutely crazy finish uh, to that race, but a, a really good race. Lots of, lots of passing, lots of, uh, Lots of uh, aggressive driving, especially late. That's uh, why we wound up with three red flags at the in the last 15 laps of the race. But mm. uh, yeah, 300,000 at the Brickyard in Indianapolis. It's the it's the Memorial Day tradition, and the you know they call it the greatest spectacle in racing for a reason. Yesterday it lived up to the billing. It was definitely exciting. They had a a uh, one lap shootout to the finish uh, after the final red flag. Uh, where they threw the green and the white on the final lap, and it's a two and a half mile, you know, uh, basically accelerator mm. to the floor, and nobody's lifted, it, uh, yeah. racing back to the line. Yeah, it was. It, uh, I, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was dramatic scenes uh, that crash uh, as well. Sorry, I was just a bit distracted because I got a few texts for you here, Chris, um, and they're quick fire texts. Okay. We've literally got a couple of minutes to get through it. Uh, Frank says uh, he wants you to call the origin. Uh, come on, Dan, get him to call it. Well. Uh, yes, I'm sure he'd love to call the state of origin. Uh, also, uh, 
Does, but has to learn rugby league first. Correct. Uh, does Chris get the irony in calling the baseball Compa World Series? Does he understand the flaw in that assertion? Thank you. Um, and Chad says, hey, yeah. Dan, ask Chris, does he know anything about the LA Dragons AFL team? Yes or no, Chris? Uh, we do have amateur uh, Australian rules football over here. Mm, uh, I've, do. I've been kind of on the fringes of it. Uh, actually, the one Australian rules football game I've actually watched in person was in Nashville. Grand final day, uh, 2018. Uh, the Nashville club, the Nashville Kangaroos is mm. what they call themselves. They're mm. loosely affiliated with North Melbourne. Mm. Uh, mm. They they had like a, a an intramural game. Yep. I got to be a goal umpire. Oh, uh, now, can we hear more that about that? Yeah, yeah. We're going to, uh, writing this down, we're really short on time now, but I'm writing that down. We're going to discuss this on Thursday, okay? Your time of being an AFL goal okay. umpire. We're going to remember this. Okay, uh, let's review your NRL tips from last weekend very quickly. You tipped the Dolphins. <laughs> Correct. Uh, you tipped the Cowboys. Right. However, you tipped the Broncos. Uh, you tipped Souths. And then you tipped the Knights. So you got three from five in a shorter round of the NRL, which is exactly what I got, Chris. So you did very well. That's called a profit. It is. You made a profit if you if you followed me. Correct. Now, in 30 seconds, all-important state of origin tip. Tomorrow night, of course, you'll hear it on SEN, New South Wales or Queensland. Chris Perkins, who are you tipping? I love the fact that all-star game is an all-star game or an all-star game series is taken so seriously in state of origin. We don't get that over here in our all-star games. Uh, I know I'm going to upset one state or the other. Mm. It can't end in a draw, unfortunately. So I am going to go New South Wales. New South Wales. All right. You're going to go New South Wales. Just quickly, uh, by how many points? Eight. Eight. Okay, New South Wales by eight. All right, Chris, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Uh, We'll review that. Hear your story about being an AFL goal umpire. Get your NRL tips and find out what else is happening in America. I look forward to it. We'll speak in about 48 hours, mate. Sounds good. NBA Finals preview when we talk again as well. Sounds good, Sounds good, mate. Thank you. Chris Perkins on the line from America with a bit of everything there. We'll take a break, finish off with a few texts. It's 10 to 6. That women's origin game as well, 7.45 p.m. kickoff on Thursday night. A few texts here. This one, not sure about confidence up here in Queensland, but I can tell you the amount of Maroons jumpers currently at the airport for the first flight to Adelaide is crazy. Uh, yes, I imagine there'll be a lot of people who are heading to Adelaide from both New South Wales and Queensland will be getting on a plane. Uh, today, a Chookman says, Richie, for me, Dan, could listen to him all day. Rabbit's the best footy voice. Um, and this one from Daz, he says, the moose wrecks Mozip. And uh, this one as well uh, from Andy saying, Brenton Speed, here I'm calling NRL, AFL and soccer over a weekend. He knows his stuff. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for your or your texts or your calls. Tomorrow on the show, uh, we'll have our normal chat with Matty Cox on a Wednesday morning. Charlie Goodsir will also join me in the studio as we preview State of Origin game number one. Breakfast coming up after the six o'clock news for our Queensland listeners. It'll be Pat and Heels. And for our Sydney listeners through SCN 1170 AM, it's Vossi and James Magnuson. Have a great Tuesday. We'll catch you on Origin Day tomorrow morning from 5am news, then breakfast.